Welcome to Wildflowers and Whiskey from Jolene's Tea House here in Banff, Alberta, Canada. I'm Jolene Brewster and this is my tea house. And throughout this next year, I will be sharing tea or whiskey with very important women in our community. They are strong, resilient and courageous and their contributions have been so meaningful to the culture of the Canadian Rockies. I am very honored to be here with Renelta Arluk from the Banff Centre. She is actually at the Banff Centre as one of the directors of Indigenous Arts and she is joining us today to talk with us about her experience of living in Banff and, and what it's like to be one of these strong mountain women. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. My total pleasure. Thank you for making time to come down. Uh, so one of my first questions is what brought you to Banff? It's a great question. So we were living in Vancouver and we just had our son Carver and you know, um, Talis, my partner and I had very interesting life growing up. I was raised in the Northwest Territories. I was raised by my grandparents on the land in the bush. And Talis was, uh, his parents founded the Caravan Stage Company, which is like this uh, amazing, actually, uh, theater company that would travel by horse and wagon, by Clydesdales and wagons doing theater. And then oh, they built goodness. a ship and then they, they tour. They still tour, his parents in their 70s, and they tour uh, theater on a ship. And we, when you think about, when you have a lived experience of those two places and you think, oh, I want to offer, we, I want to offer something to our son that is grounded to land, environment, and can kind of create a little bit of support for him. And so Banff kind of seemed to be the place and Banff Center was hiring a director of Indigenous Arts at the time. And with the work that I do in the arts community, and especially the Indigenous Arts community, it, it seemed like a really good fit. So we, I went for it. And how has living in Banff uh, changed your path? Mm. Well, it's really changed. Uh, and, and of course, working at the Banff Center and being able to do the programming and the work that I do, it's, it's just really, um, it's really ensured that we're creating a, a really good footprint of Indigenous arts in the country. And it's really kind of beautiful that Banff um, is vibrant. like. This, this territory is quite a powerful and vibrant territory. It's a very energetic place. Yeah. But I think it's interesting the point you brought up about family because not many people would think of Banff as this incredible community and place to raise a family. That's probably the, the last thing on the list that <laughs> yeah. people think of. And yet to, to live here and be in this warm niche is very, very special and, and maybe even being lost as society and urbanization grows. I think that's exactly it. Yeah, because like being raised up north, Talos being raised the way that he is, is that Carver's actually experiencing a town, a town life like and 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 connected to land and places so powerful. Like he has beautiful memories of this area. Mm. Yeah, and that will carry that with us. You know, it's so powerful. Absolutely. What, what obstacles or challenges have you faced uh, in your life that has helped bring, has helped you rise above and find the success you, you're looking for? Ah, that's a great question. You know, um, where I'm, like I'm, I'm indigenous, of course, my mother is Dene Suslene and Cree from Treaty 8 territory in the Buffalo region. 
my father's Inuvialuk from the Inuvialuk region in Gwich'in. So I'm, I'm the gamut of indigeneity in the Northwest Territories for sure. And we have ancestral connection to Alaska. And the way, and um, you know, I talked to my mother about this, but she's also a residential school survivor. And so that, that intergenerational trauma and that experience of life is, is quite challenging. And so um, I'm grateful for the time that, that I got to spend with, with my family in, in the North and in the bush. And it's actually really those values that have have allowed me to be successful in the work that I do, to be successful as a as a parent that I am now, and 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 in the family. And those values of resilience and adaptability, and just uh, being okay in the unknown of land. In you the know? uncomfortable. The uncomfortable <laughs> is really the truth of it, and. And, and then finding the arts. And so um, I never was exposed to the arts. You know, the North is a very isolated area. There's no, you know, there's no drama and ballet and, and piano lessons type of thing. But, well, there was, it just wasn't, it wasn't accessible to me. And so when I found the arts, I really found my, I really found my calling in the way that it's important that our stories, um, our stories be told. And there's so many rich stories that I was raised with and that my community and my family has that um, I think just understanding connection to place, land, the importance of culture and the resiliency of my family. I think all of those have just allowed me to do what I do mm. and to share that. How, how would you define success? That's a great question. It's a hard one. It's a, I don't, I don't like, I don't successful. <laughs> I'm like late dropping off my kid, you know. Um, how would I define success? <sighs> That's a great question. Um, I think success, yes. So I think success comes at different times. I don't think there's ever one success. Maybe that's what it is. It's, it's, there's not just one success. It's that the achieving a goal and then going, is this, is this still within, does this create a satisfied or a happiness? Am I, am I serving community? That's really ultimately how I feel is my purpose in this life is like, am I bringing forward indigenous culture? Am I bringing forward indigenous voice? Am I creating space for my son to be who he needs to be? Am I creating space in my home for people to feel welcome? Mm. So I think successes are small wins, but the overall success of it, I guess, I'm not sure because I'm not there yet. I haven't lived mm -hmm. the, the breadth of life that allows me to reflect long enough to go. Was I successful in living my best life? Absolutely. It's a complex question. And I and I do agree, we, we need to feel successful every day on some level. Yeah. And, and that would change for each one of us. <laughs> yeah. And some days you don't feel it, right? Like, oh, I did not win today. But I think that's all right, too. I'm going to bed. I will try again tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what makes you feel strong? Mm. You, you were in the mountains. This is a very powerful place. But uh, just in the way that success is hard to define, what, what makes you feel strong yeah, that you a, can make a difference? Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, 
living in the mountains in Treaty 6 territory is very different than where I come from. So I come from uh, pre-Cambrian Canadian Shield. So yeah. pink granite, really deep waters, really big lakes and rivers, portages. And I can see as far as I can see, which is kind of a, a beautiful way of kind of seeing the world. And then coming to Treaty 6 territory and, and being the surrounded. The opposite. It's so powerful. <laughs> And I've really, when I start looking at land acknowledgement or my place, my, how, how this land impacts me, I say the mountains are an incredible reflection of, of how to look at yourself. Because you can't run, right? Your energy goes slam into a mountain and it's like, and right mm -hmm. back at you. And so I think it takes a lot of strength to, to be in this, in this land because you're constantly facing yourself in some way. Mm. And and that vulnerability. So I, I think what what makes us strong or what makes me strong is allowing myself to feel vulnerable in in facing myself because the mountains are are just an incredible mirror. What would be your advice to give to other young women facing challenges? Um, how would you encourage them to uh, achieve their dreams, to go after it, to mm -hmm. to rise above what they're facing? Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's so important. And primarily the work is, is carving that path out, right? And making other people's journey a little bit easier than your own. When you're, when you're a path maker, that's kind of the, the goal, is that you want to leave a good trail for someone. And so when I think about uh, making space, I always say I'm making space for Indigenous voice, and that's a huge priority. So when we're thinking about young women, you know, there's um, there's so many opportunities of generosity that we offer society. That is an incredible leadership quality to recognize. Our goal is to make space. Yeah, it is. And to, and to forge that path that other people can follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Um, Looking at it from like a young woman's perspective, like just going back into that generosity, it's like there's something inherently uh, generous about uh, women that we we are strong community members. We're strong community makers. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're generous with you know we have children. We're generous with our bodies. We're generous with you know with the 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 conflicts that children like to to put on us you know like to pull our hair or just antagonize us with their words they're testing out their confidence using us as that board mm -hmm. and that's such a powerful gift that we're given mm -hmm. as as mothers and as parents and so how can we do that in a way um in community that kind of offers that to young women and it is it's about using your voice in a way that allows them to use their voice louder I think that that would be. I love that. Yeah. So what is your definition of a strong woman? Oh, that's so good. To me, it's vulnerability. And I think because of an artist, because I come from that artist place, that vulnerability is strength. And, and we're taught that vulnerability is, is a weakness. And I really, really disagree with that. Vulnerability allows us to kind of use our senses at our, at our highest peak. When you, when you feel vulnerable, all of a sudden you're very present and you're very aware of everything. And so that to me is strength. It's like I am allowing myself to be very aware right now and be in a place and I have, an op I have the option to, to receive or not receive what, what my surroundings is doing. And so I think that that, 
that allows us to be creative. I think it allows us to be responsive and it allows us to, to um, also be responsible and not, you know, it allows us to be, to be present. I love that. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, uh, you know, they say that when you wake up every day, your job is to start letting go. And I just think we actually need to tell ourselves to be vulnerable every day. We need to hear that word. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's tough with the pandemic. <clears throat> it's hard not to talk about it because we are surrounded by it. But it, it, has, it has been so challenging and it has been hard to kind of deny what's happening around us and in in some ways it's awakening something that um i mean it's a tough reminder i what was i saying the other day i was saying i've i've never learned so much more patience than i have during the pandemic and if i walk away with that as a gift then i'll walk away with that as a gift there are some covid miracles and i agree <laughs> that is one of them and we need to remember these gifts we receive yeah <laughs> Like, thank you for the patience that I'm receiving. <laughs> Renelta, thank you so much oh for your time goodness. today. Um, before we go, I you chose a very unique tea. I'm not sure if you've had a fermented black before. But never. What, what drew you to that? Because I've never had a fermented black before. <laughs> okay. And what what is your favorite tea? What do you normally oh. drink? Well, so thank. I just love this. I love this place, and I've bought gifts for my family here, my friends. I like the, because I'm always like, I need to be healthier. So I do, I like the detox. Okay. It's so delicious. And the smoky Earl Grey or whatever that is. The Lapsang Suchong. Oh, mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing, yeah. Uh, stay tuned for more. Masi joku, Yannick. Very grateful. Mm. <laughs> oh my God, I think you just became my most favorite person in the world. <laughs>